0: Hi dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I analyze things from the internet. Most recently, I have discussed the Olivia Jade college scandal. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Last week, I talked about feminism and girl power in advertising, so check those videos out if you are interested. But today, I'm finally going to talk about why I'm no longer vegan videos. In case you couldn't tell by my shirt, I am vegan. I've been vegan for almost four years. And I consider myself to be a rather chill vegan. I've never done any super restrictive vegan diets. In terms of the vegan content that I watch on YouTube, I don't watch a lot, but I do usually watch most of Mike the Vegan or Unnatural Vegan videos. I know that this can be a kind of touchy subject and that there's definitely a lot of drama surrounding it, and I don't want this to be a dramatic video. I just want to look a little bit deeper into kind of the similarities between a lot of these ex-vegans and see I don't know where we can go from there. Let's just have a discussion, okay? So around the time that I went vegan, which was about 2015, the most popular vegan YouTubers were basically all thin, pretty, beachy kind of girls. And I won't lie, they did inspire me to go vegan because, well for one, I wanted to eat healthier because I was a junk food addict. But I definitely was, I guess, inspired by their like aura of positivity and yeah, their great bodies. So, this video covers a lot of stuff and I hope that it somewhat makes sense, but basically I'm talking about the YouTube vegan community, which doesn't just include people who are now ex-vegans, but I think that there's been a serious problem with the spread of a lot of misinformation. Over the years, especially around when I went vegan, like three to four years ago, there have been so many really restrictive diets promoted by vegan YouTubers, such as fully raw, raw till four, high carb, low fat, no oil. I'm really still shocked that years ago, like around the time I went vegan, vegans on YouTube found it relatively normal to eat like 14 mangoes and 10 bananas and then binge on potato at night. Like how did we think that that was okay? In addition to those specific diets, they also sometimes promoted like water fasts or juice fasts, which are problematic and we will get to that. Anyway, we've also seen a lot of like ridiculous claims made by vegan YouTubers, basically about how veganism can cure almost anything. We've seen veganism for weight loss, veganism will clear your skin, veganism can cure diseases, veganism can cure eating disorders. And there may be elements of those things that can be perhaps fixed in some ways through a vegan diet, a healthy, balanced vegan diet, but the vegan YouTubers who are promoting those things and making those big claims often made those claims without any scientific facts. When you watch these Why I'm No Longer Vegan videos, a very common theme is that they got sick, they got digestive problems, maybe they got acne. Migraine headaches, chronic sinus congestion, brain fog, memory loss. Any number of symptoms that are very uncomfortable and really hard to deal with, but clearly a symptom that something is wrong. And every time a no longer vegan video comes out, the vegan YouTube community tends to make a lot of response videos. In these response videos, people often make suggestions or try to guess what went wrong, which on one hand is not a wise thing to do because you don't know the specifics of a person's health journey, and you're pretty much just guessing. But a common hypothesis in this kind of situation was basically that these people were not getting enough nutrients. They were in some way starving themselves or not eating a well-rounded enough diet, they weren't eating enough variety, and for most of them they weren't supplementing, which is pretty essential for pretty much everyone, but especially vegetarians and vegans. A lot of response videos also suggest that things like eating such an insane amount of fruit with way too much fiber, or doing really long-term water or juice fasts can also contribute to long-term issues. Because of the extreme eating and dietary patterns, many ex-vegans inevitably cause the formation of their own digestive issues. When you fast for prolonged periods, you juice, you restrict calories, etc then you are likely to decimate your gut flora or trigger gut issues such as small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Now when anybody is sick and unwell, I feel for them. I would never judge someone for wanting to make changes when they are literally suffering. Being sick sucks. Being sick for a long period of time sucks. Not knowing how you can make yourself better really sucks. I have definitely had points such as when I started college where I wasn't able to eat a well-rounded vegan diet and I really, really suffered. I got sick mentally and physically. But what worries me most about this entire situation and a lot of these ex-vegans type of content is just the spread of misinformation, especially nutritional information. And if someone came out with an anecdote saying, oh, this exact diet made me feel this way, it cured this problem, other people would follow. Another disturbing thing that some vegan YouTubers did were making claims that basically, vegans don't have to worry about protein because we all get the questions, how do you get protein? How do you get this nutrient? I think people so much wanted to dispel those doubts that they're like, actually, vegans don't have to worry about anything. Vegans will get all of the nutrients as long as you eat enough calories. But that's not true. It's not just about getting enough calories. You do have to make sure you get enough protein. You do have to, very carefully make sure you get the right nutrients. There's also this segment of the vegan YouTube community that is obsessed with purity and like naturalness, who literally would tell their audience that there's no need to supplement, oh, you can get everything you need through food, when that's not always the case. I think it is way better to be safe and supplement, maybe if you don't 100% need to, than to be sorry when you end up deficient and sick. For years, In the beginning of my vegan journey, I was not regularly supplementing. I have started taking daily supplements, B12, D3, a vegan omega-3, iodine, calcium, zinc, magnesium. I'm I'm taking a lot of supplements. P.S. I am still trying to be more mindful about eating well and getting as many nutrients as I can through food, but supplements are my friend because I really wanna make sure that I am not causing long-term damage to my body, which can happen if you're deficient in a lot of nutrients or specific nutrients for an extended period of time. Also, I get blood tests done so that I actually know exactly how I'm doing and I'm not just guessing things based on how I'm feeling. And by the way, I think this is important for everyone, everyone, not just vegans, vegetarians, people with special diets. I think everyone needs to be more aware of their body, get blood tests done, make sure you're on track. But anyway, the most dangerous part of this is that these creators, these ex-vegan YouTubers, were admittedly feeling sick and they were getting progressively worse over the course of months and years. Meanwhile, they were still sharing what they were eating. They were still selling eBooks with meal plans. They were still profiting off of and spreading the very diets and lifestyles that were making themselves ill. That is horrendous. I worry for the millions of viewers, especially the young women who tend to watch these kind of channels, who were following what they were eating, who were inspired by their lifestyles, what they looked like, what they seemed like. It's so dangerous. And another issue I have is that these people, even though they are no longer vegan, a lot of them still have videos up and monetized that promote the diets that they used to have and the juice cleanses and the water fasts. It is mind boggling. So continuing on, in these no longer vegan videos, almost every single person says that after being ill, they decided after trying a lot of different things that they would return to animal products and most of them end up eating eggs and fish, at least to begin with. And of those people who eat eggs and fish, almost all of them say that they feel better immediately. And I feel like you have to be a bit skeptical about that. Some people literally say the first bite of egg, I felt amazing and it's like, Is that perhaps the placebo effect? Or, more likely, is it that you were starving your body and you were deficient in nutrients and you were finally giving your body something that contained those nutrients? But I find it interesting because these people who once said that veganism was their magical cure-all are now saying that fish and eggs and other animal products are a cure-all, fixing all of their problems. I definitely believe that eating a more well rounded diet, eating more calories, making sure you're getting the nutrients you need, I'm sure that that would make you feel better. But I still would be skeptical because this kind of makes it seem like fish and eggs are like some superfoods. And that's just not the case. They're just foods that contain nutrients, unlike, say, water fasts or only eating fruit for years. So what would be a better way to address health struggles on a vegan diet? I think first of all, it would be helpful to yourself and your viewers if you are transparent about struggles when you're having them. I'm not saying to rely on your audience to give you medical advice, but sometimes people can give you tips that you may not be aware of, or at least lead you on a direction where you can go get professional help. Also, I think it is incredibly important to get blood work done. And if you're willing, you can try out specific vegan solutions and then get more blood work done and you'll actually have concrete proof of what has been happening in your body, at least in terms of what can be shown on a blood test. Anecdotal evidence is probably what gets people into these kind of messes. So sharing more anecdotes is not helpful. And my point isn't that it's anyone's responsibility to conduct scientific experiments on themselves, but it would be refreshing to see people actually provide more information because it can help other people. If veganism didn't work for you, that's too bad, but people can learn from your mistakes. Also, I think it's very important to explicitly tell your audience not to make the mistakes you did denounce the diets that you did in the past that ended up being harmful. More importantly, also admit that you are not a valid, professional, reliable source of information on nutrition. And after leaving veganism, please do not continue to spread new diets and promote new fad things that you're trying out, because clearly, you're just experimenting and that may be fine for yourself, but don't share that with people who are gonna follow what you're doing. Some of the things that I have been dabbling in and have been and things like plant medicine, kangen water, red light therapy, meditation. It's the blind leading the blind. So after all of this, it can be really confusing to know who or what to believe in regard to nutrition and health. But I would trust a nutritionist or a doctor much more than I would trust an influencer. So anyway, now I want to get into kind of the common responses or comments or questions that are posted on almost every one of these videos. A lot of people comment, these videos are bad for veganism. Some people even think that these creators, these ex-vegans, were paid by the animal agriculture industries to talk shit on veganism and make it look bad. I don't think I have to point out how ridiculous that is. But anyway, I think it's clear that if someone was becoming very unhealthy on a specific, very restrictive kind of a vegan diet, that I would rather them not be vegan anymore and not be promoting that diet than to have them stay vegan, stay sick, and still keep selling these restrictive diets. Also, the blame is not on veganism. It's not that veganism in general failed them necessarily, but that these people and the diets that they chose were too restrictive and they were not nutritionally sufficient. So their version of veganism did not work with their body. Then there are a lot of comments or video responses that say basically these ex-vegans were fake vegans. They were never vegan. If they could go from vegan to not vegan, then they were never vegan in the first place, which just doesn't make sense to me. I don't agree with this. I think if someone is fully vegan in their diet and their lifestyle for years, and then decides not to be vegan anymore, that doesn't take away the years that they were vegan. I understand that behind veganism is a lot of passion about animals and the environment and personal health, but really the animals are the main issue. So the people who tend to say that are vegan for the animals and for them, veganism is for life, because once you make the switch and decide not to support animal agriculture anymore, how could you ever go back? That's where I think we come into the issue of vegan versus plant-based, because, okay, if you're gonna say that these people, ex-vegans, were never vegan in the first place, then I guess we would call them plant-based. They had a plant-based diet. I've never been too concerned with labels, but I'll be honest, I went vegan, My primary reason was for the environment. I learned about the detriments of animal agriculture environmentally, and that was my first motivator. Of course, the benefits of not harming animals in my diet are great. That's another really great benefit. And I I think that being vegan has connected me a lot more to animals. But again, I'm sorry, but the animals are not my personal number one reason. So maybe some people would say, all right, then you're not vegan. All right then, I am plant-based in my diet and in my lifestyle, I aim to reduce harm as much as possible to animals. But still, it's like, this is where this like elitist kind of issue comes in where if you're not perfect, then you don't deserve our title of vegan. You need to stay out of the community because it's pure. And that's the thing that a lot of people have issues with in terms of the vegan community, specifically on YouTube, because again, this does not all apply to vegans in general because I think that vegans on YouTube can be the most passionate and enthusiastic and sometimes crazy and angry. And there are a lot of vegans in regular life who are just vegan. By the way, I also wanted to touch on the weird trend of ex-vegans turning to carnivores. That is the weirdest shit that I have ever heard of, but clearly that shows that, I think those type of people just love extremes. Like maybe they have a personality type that just, they love joining something and doing it wholeheartedly, but then they will switch on to the next thing, even if it's completely in contrast to the last thing that they were doing. I just don't understand. If you're gonna say that a vegan diet wasn't healthy or didn't work for you, okay, I understand that. Go back to like a standard balanced diet, including animal products. But to go full carnivore and only eat like organ meats? Hmm, okay. (laughs) Interesting choice. My last question is, is veganism sustainable? Like on a personal level, is it possible to be a vegan for your entire life? And I think for most people, it would be a challenge. I think if you don't have any specific dietary needs or health conditions, it could be possible for you to be vegan, but it does require an insane amount of time and research and energy. And sometimes after years and years and years of being vegan and putting in all of that effort, some people just get tired out and it makes sense that people eventually start cheating on their vegan diet or start slacking off or decide that 100% veganism is not for them, it doesn't work with them anymore. And I definitely don't blame people, because I personally was a pretty aggressive vegan, I would say, in my first year or so of being vegan. But I have mellowed out since, and I think that my perspective now is that I want people to do the best that they possibly can. If people like the thought of eating less animal products and reducing their consumption of animal products, then that's good, that is a good thing. People reducing their meat or dairy intake is a good thing. That helps the animals that much more. That helps the environment. That could be a lot more healthy for them. I've just personally strayed away from that super strict, you have to be 100% vegan or you're nothing, because not a lot of people can handle that. Not a lot of people want to do that. But I think that collectively, if the whole world could make smaller changes or cut their consumption of animal products in half, that would overall be a lot more effective and impactful. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Um, Let me know what you guys think about this entire thing. Especially if you're vegan, I'm sure you have some thoughts about it. Mostly, I'm just a little bit tired of it. Um, I wanted to make this video just to touch on it overall. I try not to feed into the drama and the spectacle of it every time because it's just like, okay, something didn't work for someone. Let's not bully them for it, but let's call them out on some valid things such as selling diets that are dangerous or misleading their millions of young viewers, those are valid problems. All right, if you guys wanna follow me on Instagram, you can follow me right here for some mediocre pictures and stay tuned for future internet analysis videos. Okay, thanks, bye.